With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to MVP. We are Sports Illustrated Charlotte Wilder and Jessica Smetana. And this is the Most Valuable Podcast. Brought to you by the Most Valuable Podcasters. Hey, Jess. Hey, Char. How you doing? I'm fine. Want to know what I did this morning walking to the building? What? I listened to, I timed it perfectly so that Phil Collins in the air tonight, the drum solo hit right as I got off the elevator. I... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. It to was you. it was such a I'm so ready to go now. I felt like Baker Mayfield. Your pump up music, your walk yep. up music. Oh, for sure. If I were a baseball player, my walk up song would definitely be in the air tonight. And I would get really mad if they didn't time it right for when I got to the plate for the air drum solo. Mine would be like the Helm's Deep theme from Lord of the Rings: Two Towers. <laughs> yeah, or just like Renegade. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It, it really would. <laughs> I love Renegade I so much. Uh, so today we have a really busy show. I feel like we've said that the past few. Yeah, weeks. but it's so much has happened since so last much, Tuesday. So much is happening. We are in crunch time for sports. So also, when we say this, we mean that it's every week. It's just like drinking from a what is it? Drinking from a fire hose. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> it like I, a soda fountain. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was gonna say I feel like. Now it has become a custom for every Tuesday as soon as we're done taping for some massive news to break. Oh, for sure. Right as we leave, like the Chad Kelly arrest. And then there was one. uh, What was the one last week? I don't know. Something happened like right as we left. And I was like, cool. Oh, it was some. I think it was Baker stuff. Yeah, probably. Uh, Anyway, so if something happens. No, we had something happen this morning already. Yeah, you're right. Urban Meyer resigned from Ohio State this morning. And I was really. Retired? Is that. Retired, resigned, stepped down. I don't know. Cracks me up the coaches, instead of quitting, they retire and then they go and get another job. And it's like, buddy. That's not a retirement. No, that's not what retiring is. Yeah, no. Urban Meyer is. uh, I. A lot of people have been like tweeting all morning, not to bring this back to Notre Dame again, but obviously he used used to to coach at Notre Dame. So people are like. Uh, like, look at him to be on a short list for Notre Dame head coaching position once Brian Kelly leaves or something. And when I was Brian like, Kelly's not leaving anytime soon. I mean, he he could leave in, like, a year if he gets an NFL offer or something. Oh, yeah. But, like, I'm like, I don't think Notre Dame's going to – I don't think any school – not any school, but I don't think a lot of schools are going to want to hire Urban Meyer after, like, the PR hit. That, he had a pretty bad fall in terms yeah, of and I think, how he dealt with – Domestic and I think, violence on his coaching staff. Right. And I think that all of the stuff going into this season is going to be – is has also rehashed a lot of the old issues that he had at Florida. And now I think that's something that people remember more when they hear his name. He's and not, so, not a toxic coach right now. <laughs> uh, but let's see, let's just go right into this then. we The first thing we're going to talk about – first of all, uh, this week, this is probably my favorite ranking system yet. In honor of the college football playoff committee, we are ranking all of our news items completely arbitrarily. Yep. So <laughs> number nine is college football selection Sunday uh, where they announced what teams – what four teams made the playoffs and then what two teams got the – Sad little consolation five and six spot. What do you what do you call that? I mean nothing like the the just left out teams. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The so close. <laughs> yeah, and like they didn't even put they didn't give UCF a, a shot, which is just sad. I know, even though they were undefeated again. again. <laughs> what is it? They won twenty five straight games. Yeah, something like that. All right. Well, so there was a four hour show this year on ESPN, and they announced the teams in the first half hour, which I guess was nice of them. But I was like, No, the, the show starts at noon, and then you sit there waiting till yeah. twelve thirty, and then right at like twelve twenty nine, they cut to commercial. I love that they every time they said we don't have the rankings yet. I wanted to be like if you took a shot every time they said that, you would have been dead by the time they announced them. Yeah, it was really painful. It was to really just painful. Sit, and I, oh god, I the whole thing made me just like nervous, and I shouldn't have been nervous because I knew Notre Dame was going to make it. Right. Right, so let the the top four teams we yes. have Alabama obviously Clemson Notre Dame Oklahoma and I think that that was absolutely correct I do too for the top four I do too I uh, don't think Georgia like the, this is the thing that happened this weekend we yeah. watched the Alabama Georgia game on 
Saturday, oh. <laughs> and Georgia lost the game. Right. Um, Kirby Smart went uh, called a trick play in the fourth quarter late in the fourth quarter with like a fourth and 11 and field mind you goal georgia lost after they were winning for the entire game yeah they they were winning the entire game and then they called this stupid trick play gave alabama great field position and um a lot of people like kirk herbstreet who i can't on ESPN, stand a, a anymore talking head a talking head they were like oh well georgia's clearly one of the best four teams in the country you got to put them in the playoff now even though they lost the game so yeah, like that's what i don't understand how everyone started talking about georgia is it's almost as though if you play alabama and you lose to them everyone's like oh well now we got to consider it right like n- that's they not lost. exactly how college that's not exactly how football works like i understand alabama is a hard team to play but I also think that just jumping teams in the rankings because For losing. they lost to them as opposed to putting other teams there because they won against maybe right. less good teams is well, not exactly. And they didn't do that, to be fair. But still, even that conversation and line of thinking is really frustrating. Here is my perspective on it. I think that why I love college football postseason is mm-hmm. because there are so many teams that we never see play each other. And in the postseason, like this year, we get to see LSU play UCF. That's going to be that's going to be fun. Really fun to watch. Right. I have no idea who's They're also two insane programs. <laughs> right. Like it's there and that's what I love about college football postseason and I love that in the playoff we're going to get Oklahoma versus Alabama because we haven't seen that in a while. No. That's not a game that you get every year. I, we've seen Georgia play Alabama now twice in the last and we've 11 seen, months. We've seen Georgia blow a lead twice <laughs> and Georgia <laughs> lost both games and I personally do not want to watch another Georgia Alabama game, and no. maybe maybe everyone on TV does. Maybe there's some SEC no, bias. No, no. I, I don't know, but I don't think they do. Because no, remember, a lot of people do. Really, that was the whole argument. They do were you remember like, last "This is year, an instant though? classic. We got to see this one again." Do like, you remember last year with the national championship when everyone was like, "This is only for SEC fans." Like, who else <laughs> wants this? No well, one. Wants yeah, this. and so I, I, we've seen Georgia Alabama now right. twice, and they've both been really good games. Right. Um, but I like, I'd like to see something different. No, I agree. That being said, we're probably going to get another Alabama Clemson (laughs) national championship game the third in four years. Well, I'm, you know, I am excited to see Alabama play Oklahoma. I also think that Oklahoma's defense against Alabama might be one of the funnier things we've seen in a while. Yeah, it might be. Although, you know, they stepped up against Texas. We, uh, (laughs) we watched that game. I learned, so this is number eight now, conference championship games in our arbitrary ranking. Right. Um, I learned something this weekend, which was what the Dr. Pepper challenge is. Yeah. And what is the Dr. Pepper challenge? Should we see if I can explain it? Yeah. Okay. So we're sitting there watching. We're watching with um, a few people at this bar and and they were like, oh, time for the Dr. Pepper challenge. And I was like, I have no idea what this is. And everyone was like, how do you not know what this is? And I guess that's what happens when you haven't spent your life watching college football. But basically they put Dr. Pepper puts these two like inflatable pylons with holes in them i'd say about 15 yards 10 yards away from yeah. two people I think it's like 10 yards yeah 10 yards away from two people with that would make sense on a, on a football field um two people have a bucket of five yards right a bucket of footballs and there are two students at the schools they're playing and whoever throws more footballs into the small hole in the inflatable pylon gets a hundred thousand dollars scholarship intuition Mm -hmm. and here's my feeling i really hope that dr pepper secretly gives both of them the tuition even though one wins because can you imagine so it's very cool when you think about it imagine losing out on a hundred thousand dollar scholarship because you didn't throw footballs into a hole fast you fail at an athletic contest in front of millions of people and you also don't get a hundred thousand dollars of free tuition jess i i was shocked it's very sad it was really sad (laughs) anyway uh and yeah and now there's this all this controversy over like the chest pass versus like the regular throw and yeah what would that's a whole rabbit hole i mean i'm gonna do whatever it takes to win i don't i I would practice that means juicing before (laughs) the contest so be it i'm taking a hundred thousand dollars of tuition are you kidding me like that is just I really wish it was like um, if you're one of the two people to get selected, mm-hmm. the person who loses gets like a twenty five thousand dollar thing, and the yeah. person who wins gets like seventy five thousand. Like that would totally. that would make me feel less scummy about watching it. I agree. I also think that this is a huge corporation, so they could probably afford to like on the DL be like, hey, you still get a hundred thousand, yeah. or like here's free Dr Pepper for life. <laughs> and, the, and the person's like, nothing. oh, cool, I can die instead of pay for my college. Get diabetes then. <laughs> But yeah, no, it is cruel. The college uh, conference championship games were, um, uh, the, other than the SEC championship, um, 
They were. They just were. They just were. I know. Yeah. It's, it, I I obviously since my like Notre Dame's not in a conference, obviously, mm-hmm. and I enjoy kind of having this weekend off to not really totally. care about the games. But it, there were a lot of uh, playoff implications on the line, and and I just the argument that like you have to be in a conference to be considered for the playoff mm-hmm. after watching. Ohio State play Northwestern and put up like another sixty point game or whatever right. in the fourth quarter, and then Clemson like and steamrolled. Yeah, Pitt. like Pitt had like fifteen passing yards, and like I mean, if if all of the conference championship games were competitive mm-hmm. and were like top ten teams playing against top ten teams or whatever, I think that would be a valid argument. But like we just haven't seen that in the last no few years. They feel like an afterthought to me. Yeah, they really do. They don't feel like they. You know, sure, I guess they matter. And this year, as you said, there were some implications for what happened. But watching them, you're kind of like, not why are we doing this, but a little bit like, why yeah. Are we doing I, like, it, have you ever remembered? I think the problem a trophy is, presentation, right? I don't know, and that that's coming from. I'm obviously like not. I'm a little bit more biased, but like I and I'm obviously biased because I've been brainwashed. Yeah. By you. Well, I just think that like the way the conferences are set up right now, where you have like. The geographic regions mm-hmm. and that, like so, the Big Twelve is the only conference where the best two teams play each other in the conference. But like in <laughs> that is so stupid. in the ACC, you have Pitt, who's like what, like seven and five this year, playing against Clemson, who's twelve and zero. Instead of Clemson playing, I mean, there wasn't the second best team in the ACC this year. I don't even know who that would be. Everyone was really bad. So like, there's what do you remember? I want to look up what BC's final. <laughs> I have no idea. Probably six and six. Football record. Um, but like, same with the, the Big Ten. Four and four. <laughs> four and four. They only BC. played eight games. Conference four and four. Oh, Sorry, oh, overall oh. seven and five. So yeah, that's a very Jeff Fisher team. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, like it, it just it leaves something to be desired when you're ha- watching a really good team play against a really bad team. And like, yeah, I guess yeah. the really good team could always choke and lose, but. But if that's the only way you're going to get compelling television, sorry, not television, <laughs> football. Well, that and I mean, and tele- like it is if, a television product. I, I feel like when I don't love stakes where the only thing at stake is someone completely blowing it. Yeah. You know, like I'd rather have a competitive game than being like, oh well, this will get interesting if someone just forgets how to play. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I was Speaking I was pretty frustrated when I went to bed Saturday night. You were. I watched. I watched the end of the Ohio State Northwestern game, and then I listened to like. Freaking Matt Leinart and Dave Wanstead argue about why Notre Dame should get left out of the playoff. And then I heard Kirk Herbstreet put, like, j- jump Georgia to the number three spot after they lost because, like, right. two quality losses is better than no losses in his brainwashed world. <laughs> ESPN I, like, was so annoying this It weekend. was. And I, I understand that, like, they, if you're an ESPN employee, you have to, like, sell your own shows that you're on. Exactly. Like, you have to get people to watch the selection show because it's, like, that's a big deal. It's a big deal That's what we're talking for your about. network right. and like to have that exclusive deal with the college football playoff. And it's a big deal to have like the Heisman ceremony. And now yeah. they're doing the same thing with the Heisman ceremony where it's in four days and they're like, well, our experts are picking Kyler Murray to beat Tua Tagovailoa. And it's like, are they or are you just trying to get people to watch because everyone has already right. assumed that Tua is going to win it? Well, you mentioned this yesterday when we were talking about all of this is that, you know, this college football season has been... It's been really cool and exciting, but it hasn't been terrible. There hasn't been a lot that's up in the air. No, exactly. So they need to. This is the first time in probably, I don't know how long, but at least since the playoffs started that there's three undefeated teams. That's insane. And like there have been three, other than the first, Notre Dame was ranked fourth in the first week, which was like, didn't make any sense either. But other than that first ranking coming out, the top three have stayed the same for like five weeks, which has like, just doesn't happen. So you have producers scrambling, being like. Yeah, they're, they're trying to show like oh you should tune in because you know you don't know what's going to happen on Sunday right. where it's like very clear that the committee we, has voted consistently over the last seven weeks and we know what's going to happen we, we have a pretty good idea yeah and then just yeah. but it was fun watching all the coaches do their little interviews after. oh I loved it well I love when he, the the best part about this show was when they go to the coaches they call them and you have Dabo and Clemson's 55 million dollar <laughs> new facility wearing a cowboy hat being like we just ordered some pizza and it's yeah, like and you're like, not a man of the people exactly <laughs> he he's wearing like, a cowboy hat <laughs> he's like we like to do it a little low-key here at clemson there's like yeah. a, a fucking like water slide in their facility <laughs> and like a, and then you cut to and then they cut to brian kelly and uh you know the the announcers talking heads were like so what's it like uh was your first weekend without football and he just goes 
it was boring. Yeah. I had to take in my patio furniture. And I was building a bookcase as I watched this, which I'm pretty proud about. But I was like, wow, I really identify with Brian Kelly yeah. right now. This is He's a Red Sox fan, and we both are dealing with furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's what happens when you uh, don't play a conference championship game. You're, you have to do yep. chores around the house. Yep. Also, one last thing before we move on to NFL from this week. I would have loved it if ESPN, there were probably 15,000 people on that show sitting around the desk. Maybe mm-hmm. one of them could have been a woman. Yeah. and it's Just, just saying. I, I feel like most... It's so many dudes sitting there. I feel like most uh, network studio shows, like mm-hmm. the Fox Countdown, all that, all of those shows, ESPN, whatever... They're pretty much all guys. And like, and I'm sick of it. I'm sorry. There are women who can talk about this. Put someone else in there. Hire me. Damn it. <laughs> no, no, don't. Please don't, don't leave me. I'm not, not, I'm not ready for that responsibility. But like, all the only women in the show are the reporters. And they just put them out in their field. And then they're like, oh, we're going to cut to Laura Rutledge. And she's much better spoken than any of the guys on the <laughs> panel. And I'm like, why don't you just put... Anyway. I mean, I understand that there's a difference between reporters and talking heads. But... Let's move on. Number seven on our rankings of things that we don't know why they're here. But number seven this week is the NFL games. And so starting with the Bears-Giants game, the Bears lost to the Giants. I was shocked. I was not because Mitch Trubisky is still out. Oh, that's right. I guess I wasn't that shocked. The Bears are this team where they're like the the best team in their division and they're obviously going to make the playoffs. And everyone keeps saying that like, Every week, it's like they're wavering between are they great or are they good, and this is <laughs> that's such a good point. <laughs> and and like they lose to the Dolphins when Brock Osweiler's starting, and they lose to the Giants, and right. then they lose to like the Patriots by like seven points, and you're like, uh, I don't think they're great. I think the Bears just might be drunk. It's like they're drunk playing Papa Shot, where sometimes being drunk helps them, and sometimes <laughs> being drunk really hurts them. Yeah, and, I, and they're not they're not bad. Like they're not no. as bad as they were last year, certainly, no. but. Yeah. And they have Khalil Mack, who is a bulldozer, and um, they th- this one. So they they called a the, they called a trick play. They called a trick play at the end of the game that was like a reverse from Tariq Cohen to uh, Trey Burton or something. I don't the remember. wide receiver threw the ball. Yeah, <laughs> is what it comes down to. Yeah, um, and they and everyone after the Super Bowl last year when Nick Foles, right. sorry, when Nick Foles caught a touchdown. It was the Philly special. Right. So now... And now every time there's a reverse, we call it the Philly special. And I hate the term Philly special, first of all, because it makes me think of like Philadelphia rolls. Yeah, same. I always think of smoked salmon and cream cheese and rice. Which is gross. (laughs) And I don't... No one wants that. I don't like, but Philly special, it sounds like a Cards Against Humanity card (laughs) that is like one that you don't want to read out loud. Like it's like... Mom, mom on Christmas couldn't stop crying when she saw blank, and you're like the Philly special. (laughs) Yeah, no, it definitely sounds. Your parents are like, "What does that even mean?" And you're like, "Just go to Urban Dictionary. I'm not going to tell you." (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I also, it's not like Doug Peterson invented the Philly special. Like, it's it's not like he invented that play. That play's been around probably longer than he's Mm. been alive. Yeah, it's it's, and yet now they get to own it. And the the Eagles did it in their first game of the season this year. Play the hits. Play free bird. No, it's it's like when I've. I've heard that at Billy Ray Cyrus yeah. concerts, he just plays Achy Breaky Heart like three times. They, they play it in the beginning, middle, and end of his concerts. And I'm like, that's how that's Doug Philly Peterson Doug feels Peterson. about the, the Philly special. That's so good. I love it. Uh, okay, I'm going to let you talk about the Steelers Chargers. I don't even want to talk about the Steelers okay. Chargers game anymore okay. because I have to say... Mm-hmm. Go Basically, the Steelers lost and they blew... No, they didn't. Yes, they blew a huge the lead. Refs. But the... I I hate I feel so gross and like dirty being mm-hmm. like a the refs blew it guy yeah but like holy shit yeah those, those three holding calls that I've been looking at my freaking Twitter timeline and everyone's posting these videos <laughs> of the long snapper twisting the ball at the line of scrimmage and then like the Steelers players long jumping right after are the unsung heroes of the NFL and not you, when they suck that's like what I, no this that's guy's what I mean cheating. you we only talk about it. When they when they but no completely one the refs missed a huge false start yeah. penalty that I saw all the way from my apartment in New York City. I don't know how they missed it when they were on the field, and they scored a touch. The Chargers scored a touchdown on that play. It was just really ugly. I had a full blown Twitter meltdown on Sunday night. I woke up like angry. I woke up in the middle of the night Sunday night and like remembered that the Steelers lost and like I was like mad. Like I lost sleep you over are, this. I I. I w- <laughs> Your passion is unmatched. Well, I, I really hate to be like a sports really affect me in my happiness guy, 
But like once or no, twice you are, a year, something will happen like this where I'm like, I think you just Ugh. need to embrace it. This is who you are. This is a part of your DNA. I'll be the sports don't really affect me guy. Okay. We'll balance that out. I mean, the Steelers losing to the Broncos. I went to bed and I was like, fine. Steelers well, losing only, to the Ravens. I was like, okay. When a team, when, when something happens that doesn't feel fair or that feels like it shouldn't have happened, that's when it's, yeah. I mean, in life and in sports. It's abs. You're right. You know, it, this span. It just, this this transcends sports. Speaking of makes me sick. <laughs> speaking of sports. <laughs> um, well, we just wanted to for the Cowboys Saints game was the Thursday night football game last I think, week. I think if you are in a, a traveling team on a Thursday night game playing uh, a a good team, mm-hmm. you should just rest your starters. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly. Alvin right. Kamara got his bell rung a little bit, yeah. and I was like, you guys probably should have all like. I also. You guys probably shouldn't. That feels like that game was. 13 years ago. Yeah, it does. So much has happened since then. Maybe we shouldn't talk about it. All right. Uh, (laughs) I do love Jalen Smith. Yeah, that's That's all I have to say about the Cowboys. Uh, So something that was funny this week is uh, Bill Belichick um, yelled, shut the F up. (laughs) We're censoring it. Yeah, as if I don't say (laughs) (laughs) the F word, every other word out of my mouth. He he told um, Adam Thielen on the Vikings, who is a white wide receiver, and therefore this is shocking because that's Bill Belichick's bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Tell him just shut the fuck up. White bread and butter. <laughs> but actually, and every and I, I love when you can see people swear on the side or like they're mouthing stuff, yeah. and you can see them swear. And Kyle Shanahan, uh, 49ers coach, said "fuck you" to a ref. So it was a big day for coaches swearing, and the FCC. Hopefully got a lot of complaints. I also want to Between talk about... Between that and all the horns downs. Horns downs. Yeah. Horns, I do. I, I, that makes me downs. too... Horns downs. Horn downs. Horn downs. Horn downs. We'll figure that out. Anyways. Um, Bill Belichick's cleats also... Yeah. So it was, my, is, it was my, clo- my cause, my cleats weekend in the NFL, which is like the one weekend of the year that NFL players are allowed to like show expression on their uniforms in some way. Right. You can wear whatever cleats you want and they and support a cause right. and they have pictures of the thing that you are doing good for. Right. Bill Belichick's <laughs> apparently were to support the Bill Belichick Foundation and his shoes were just... They were like football. They were blue. Yeah. And they had footballs, a lacrosse and his name on them. I think the footballs were wearing headsets too. Shut up. I think so. I, I, I think they were too. I think they were. And and when I first saw this, I didn't realize that it was for any foundation. I thought he was just giving a big old middle finger to the league in general and being like, <laughs> they were just, I'm not going to support a cause. I'm just going to support lacrosse. If there's <laughs> My any, cause is lacrosse. If there's any like three images to define what. Bill Belichick is. It's a football he wearing headset. It. It's a lacrosse stick. Yeah. And it, he, when he retires, he's just going to go coach the Boston Cannons, <laughs> Major League Lacrosse. He'll be like, you know what? We had a good run. Um, something more serious yeah. this week. We have to talk about the other bad NFL things mm-hmm. because so, with the fun NFL things comes the things that the NFL sucks at doing. And which is, one of those is dealing with domestic violence. Yeah. Uh, so last week, Reuben Foster was, there were charges, more domestic violence charges, um, and he, the 49ers cut him, and then the Washington picked him up on waivers. And right. And then uh, Kareem Hunt, a video came out of him from an incident in February that the Chiefs knew about, um, where the video came out and he is in a hotel hallway. I feel like everyone's seen the video. And he pushes a woman and kicks her. Yeah. And yeah, I I feel like this topic has been discussed a lot in the Mm -hmm. last few days. And like, if you watched Monday Night Football last night, I think Lisa Salters did a good job kind of rehashing both of these incidents. So there's not a ton that I have. And she did a really good interview with uh, Kareem Hunt on Sunday, which I was some tough questions. I was skeptical about them doing that interview in the first place. But like we saw earlier in the season, Tom Rinaldi did the Urban Meyer interview after his suspension. And it came off as like he was just lobbing up softballs to him. And it was not. Not that's not Tom Rinaldi is not the guy to do that interview. No. Whereas I think Lisa Salters did a really good job with this, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. I uh, unfortunately like these issues are going to keep coming up in mm-hmm. the way that teams respond to them and the league responds to them is they're going to always probably be in their own best interest. Yeah, because it's so, obviously it's a business, and I don't. You know, it was funny. I saw some some 
clip where someone was like, you know, the NFL does care about domestic violence. And I was like, well, if they did, maybe they would have interviewed Kareem Hunt in February. Maybe someone would have tried to find that video because if I'm a GM or a coach, the first thing I'm doing is being like, look, it's 2018. There's video somewhere and we're going to find it and we're going to find what happened instead of just taking this guy's word that he didn't do anything just because, you know, the police messed it up somehow. Like, yeah, it's not rocket science. And yet it is so often messed up and it is I just can't imagine being a woman who has been harmed, you know, by this man and having to still watch them be right. celebrated. I mean, we seldom think of the actual victims in these cases and only think of, like, you know, a lot of people only think of their fantasy teams or, yeah. like, how, like, Adam Schefter on Sunday on NFL kept, Countdown kept talking about football. And I was like, this doesn't totally. matter. <laughs> and he, he also said that we need to hear from the woman in the Kareem Hunt situation. And I was like, no, we actually don't no, at all. No, we don't. <laughs> she doesn't have she doesn't have to say anything. Really she doesn't don't. have to yeah. have her name out there. It, oh anyway. God. All right. So that's just a whole dumpster fire <laughs> that we just it's going to these things keep are going to keep happening. And I feel like the only way that things are ever going to change mm-hmm. is if people keep being vocal about their displeasure with yeah. how the NFL handles yeah. situations. So here is us being vocal about our <laughs> displeasure. Number four, another kind of messed up thing is, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but there's this website called Cameo where you can pay your favorite celebrities to record a video for saying happy birthday to someone you love and right wing trolls uh, tricked Brett Favre, tricked, quote, who knows, uh, but I think that's what happened, uh, into recording an anti-Semitic video. I, uh, someone, once you turn 50, your phone should be forcibly removed from, <laughs> like, there's no good that you can do with a cell phone and social media when you become a certain age. Brett Favre is just, like, just, who are his people? Well, also, I mean, it's Brett Favre. Get, like, your pe- and this isn't the first time that he's done something embarrassing with his cell phone. Right. I'm surprised he didn't send the right-wing trolls a dick pic, to be honest. Uh, all right, number three in our arbitrary ranking. A lot of coaches got fired this week. Yeah. Uh, the Bulls fired Fred Hoiberg. The Packers fired Mike McCarthy right after a football game. Well, they lost to the Cardinals at home. That's pretty unforgivable. Yeah, everyone keeps being like, I'm, I am surprised that McCarthy was fired midseason. And initially I was, and then I, I thought about best, it. I think it's best case scenario for Absolutely. everyone involved. I was also like, I mean, Arizona couldn't be worse. So that's a pretty good they sign. They could be worse. Arizona could be worse. Technically, I, I guess. Yeah. But losing to them at home is like, that's pretty bad. But Fred Hoiberg, I, the, the whole Chicago Bulls, like, there's really no, as long as Garpat, they're fi- as, they started the season five and nineteen. Yeah, and and that's not. I'm surprised they won five. Games. Me too. As, like as long <laughs> that's as good as long as Garpax is in charge, there's Garpax. That's the ever like the term for Gar Foreman and John Paxson. I did the not VP know that. The pres- the- Garpax. That's what they call. That's yeah, good. Garpax. As long as Garpax is in charge of Chicago. There's almost no point in ever talking about Chicago because nothing that they do is going to be competent or irrelevant enough for me to care about. You hate to see it. It's just the reality of the situation. It's true. Uh, number two on our ranking, Gritty. I mean, you knew this was coming. Come on. We can't get through a rundown without <laughs> they mentioning They say that gritty. the ranking is arbitrary and yet Gritty gets the second <laughs> to top spot. Okay, maybe... Maybe the college football did, playoff committee did, is onto something. What did Gritty do? Gritty was at a college basketball game. I don't know why. I should have looked up why, but there he was because he's everywhere. And he at, made a half court shot, for, and and then did a split. <laughs> and I don't know. I'm sorry. Gritty is the best athlete of our t- generation. Absolutely. Yeah. And all I have written down on our little Google Doc here, it says not much to say other than it was beautiful, and I'm proud of him. <laughs> <laughs> Our large, not really adult son. <laughs> so, uh, the the first thing on a ranking, I don't know why this is here, but college football <laughs> committee doesn't know what they're doing. Uh, Steph- this is like the most random thing that happened last week that somehow ended up one? in our Google Doc that we're like, oh, let's, we'll put it at number one. I'm kind of like... Well, I, we don't even really need to talk about that. <laughs> but it was nice. It was really nice. We so, it's it's the holiday season, so we'll get we'll talk about this for yeah. briefly. Okay. So what happened, Jess? A, a girl wrote a letter to Steph Curry mm-hmm. and was like, "I want to buy your shoes, but you only have men's sizes." And he said, "Yeah." She was like, "They're only called boys on your website, right?" And he said, he wrote back and said, 
I'm so sorry. We're going to fix this. And like, I'll give you a free pair of shoes and we'll plan on being in Oakland on some day. Yeah, whatever. And we're going to do some yeah. bullshit there. I don't really, re- I don't know that part. And her dad's like, oh, are you going to pay for the tickets? Yeah. Like, are we supposed <laughs> to get ourselves there? We're not from the Bay Area. I'm not so flying my daughter there with money. <laughs> he didn't say that. This no, is complete. This, this is us. Right. This is uh, but it was Steph really Curry sweet fan fiction because now. I wish I had written more letters as a little girl to get free shit out of athletes. Honestly, Jess, if I had known when I was like, I was obsessed with Mia Hamm when I was little. Same. I should have written to her, Give and me maybe some she would have either given me some cleats or brought me to, you know, yeah. maybe even like go to a Red Sox game to watch No More with Mia Hamm. I mean, come on. Oh my god, that's not about Mia Hamm at all. That's about the Red Sox. Former Cub, No More Garcia Parra. Ooh. But anyways, I uh, my first thought, you know, it's really messed up. This girl, yeah, yeah, I respect this girl, but the internet has broken my brain to the point that I saw this and I was like, could be a fake. Yeah, every time I also, see her anything, grammar for a nine year old was perfect, and her handwriting was pretty good. I, anytime I see anything heartwarming on the internet, I'm like, all right, who's Under Armour clearly did this totally to be like, this is our announcement of our new women's line of <laughs> basketball shoes. Can I tell you a funny story about Under Armour? Yeah. So I a few years ago, Tom Brady, obviously sponsored by Under Armour, came out with these sleepwear obviously. performance. Right, everybody I, I knows remember that. that the sleepwear performance pajamas, pajamas, where yeah. apparently you sleep in them and then you get better at sports and. Uh, uh, I wrote a thing that was like, stay in your lane, Tom Brady. Like, don't make a pajama. We don't need you to make pajamas. And really kind of ripped into him. And a few years later, I met the head of PR for Under Armour. At some, someone introduced me. They were like, oh, blah, blah, blah. This is Charlotte. Charlotte, this is blah, blah. And she just looks at me and she goes, I know who you are. You wrote the pajama article. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, I was joking. But I, it was at a party, Satire? and I was holding a tall boy of Miller Lite, and she looked at me, and she goes, I like you, though. You're drinking a tall boy. And I was like, this is a roller coaster. Terrifying. I would like to get off. I thought you were going to say you were holding, like, a glass, and you dropped it, and it shattered <laughs> on the floor, like, no. very dramatically. That would have been a better story. And then she friended me on LinkedIn. Oh, so. well, so she doesn't hate you that much. The moral of the story, though, is, like, if you are a little girl out there listening, which, God forbid, because I... Do not use appropriate language for anyone. <laughs> but I hope you are 18. listening to see that women can talk about sports. <laughs> um, write more letters because like you yeah. can get away with that shit. I can't ask for free stuff anymore because I look like a. it's thirsty. Yeah, it's thirsty. But if you're little, if you're little, go for it. Also, if anyone wants to send us free stuff. We just said we can't ask for free stuff. And well, you just... I just used it as an opportunity to. Like, <laughs> that, was, that was performance art. <laughs> okay. That was me showing how thirsty that is. Oh, God. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that finds and delivers clothes, shoes, and accessories to fit your body, budget, and lifestyle. Jess, how was your experience using this, uh, signing up for this service? It was pretty cool. Yeah. They tell you, like, all of, uh, they ask you, like, what you like to wear, mm-hmm. and that's kind of hard to, like, pinpoint, because sometimes I dress like a, a 12-year-old boy, and mm-hmm. sometimes I dress like a preppy, um office worker it's really so difficult it's kind of cool taking a quiz and like being able to recognize that oh i have no sense of style and that's why i need <laughs> stitch fix to do this for me and it's helpful because you can you don't have to put it into words you can just choose pictures right. based on what you like I'm like oh a button-up i definitely don't wear those so, so i'm not gonna click that not gonna click that instead of, you know anytime anyone asks you to describe your personal style i'm like you know some days it's on char some days it's dirtbag wilder exactly there's no way of knowing um but you're paired with your own personal stylist who handpicks items and sends them right to your door and then you try them on and you only pay for what you love you return the the rest and shipping exchanges and returns are always free there's no subscription required and you can sign up to receive schedule shipments or get your fix whenever you want stitch fixes styling fee is only 20 bucks and that's applied towards anything you keep from your shipment it's a really sick deal and if you guys are as busy as we are, you don't have time to figure out what's going to look good on you and shop for stuff. And it's much easier to have someone do it yourself. Exactly. Themselves. Themselves. For but you. I can speak. So to get started now, go to stitchfix.com slash MVP and you will get an extra 25% off when you keep all of the items in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash MVP to get started today. Stitchfix.com slash MVP. Unprotected sex. Okay. We're going to start this week with, um, is it sports? Yeah. 
So this is, this is Jess's one this week. I didn't have any this week. This is something that happened to me on Sunday. So we were talking about how the selection show was on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And I, I I think I feel like I need to say this because people probably are wondering why I'm a Clemson fan. I went to Clemson my freshman year and then I transferred to Notre Dame. Right. So I have friend, like very close friends and family in South Carolina. And I am a huge Notre Dame fan. Like it just is how it is. You and care about somehow both and you just they ended up playing them. against each other. So when I found out that that was going to be the case, like a week or a few weeks ago, I was like, okay, well, I have to go to this game. And I, even if Notre Dame was, well, you playing, assumed Notre Dame was playing Clemson. Like not assume, but it was it was pretty likely that those right. two teams would play each other. And I said I would spontaneously combust if it happened, which is absolutely still accurate. I will probably as soon as the ball kicks off. I will probably turn into like a pile of dust. Yeah, I'm gonna need like I I will be well. Explain, I will have been smote. It, I'm gonna need someone to take a video of you at kickoff. I don't know just what's so gonna I can happen. be sure that you still exist. I don't know what's gonna and happen. and I don't have to find a new person to do this podcast. With I me. I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm kidding. To me. If you combusted, that I would combust the podcast. <laughs> Thanks. You replace me with like a dog or something. Yeah, I would just talk by myself. I'd yeah. be like, no one can replace Jess. Anyway. I, I recorded like a 10 minute, like, s- sorry, this is total segue. What? Total, I recorded like a 10 minute, like, podcast segment for this charity drive um, mm-hmm. for uh, the Rakes Report. And mm-hmm. shout out. It's yeah, really, shout out. It's for a really good cause for homelessness in South Bend. Um, and I had just, just like talked to, to myself for 10 minutes. It's really hard to do. It's really hard really to do. Really hard to do. Yeah. Um, anyways, so back to Is It Sports. On Sunday, when I was planning on figuring out my trips for the football postseason. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Notre Dame's first trip to the postseason. Like, my my parents wanted to go, like, playing and against Clemson. you had Clemson. made a deal before the Syracuse game with your yeah. dad. Yeah, well, after the Syracuse game, Notre Dame's 11-0, and I'm like, and my dad calls me, and he's like, not to get ahead of ourselves, but if we win next weekend, are we going to go? And I was like, oh, we're going to go. Yeah. And I was like, we're totally going to lose next weekend now <laughs> because we just had this conversation. But we didn't. We want Notre Dame won. I hate saying we. It makes me sound so fucking stupid. Um, it just is a ha- force of habit. You're fine. Um, anyway, so, so Sunday. Back to Is It Sports? Oh, my God. This has been a long winding path. Yeah, let's let's get to the <laughs> uh, booking travel for bowl games. I thought, yeah. Is what I, we're talking about. We're talking about booking travel for, for bowl games or just like trying to book a ticket or any type of thing that is like time sensitive. Time sensitive. And so I thought Notre Dame was probably going to play in Miami because I thought Alabama would want to play closer to Which, Alabama. I'm not to go on another tangent, but I think it is very stupid that the one seed in the college playoffs gets to choose where they want to play. Right. There is no other sport or thing where they're like, hey, you know what? Best team. Why don't you decide? That's, yeah. That should be decided for well, them. Well, I, I get in like the NFL, you get home field advantage or home court advantage or whatever, home ice advantage. But I, it, it still ma- feels less like it's, a choice. Well, it's weird in the college football because they're neutral sites no matter right. what. So I thought, I, I honestly thought, I guess before I realized Oklahoma was going to be in it, I thought Alabama would want to play in Dallas because it's driving distance from right. Tuscaloosa. So your fans can probably go to the game. But they were, Nick Saban was like, no, we're playing in Miami. So we're, I'm like, I'm on the phone with my dad Sunday morning and we're trying to book these flights and Mm -hmm. we're like looking at flights to Miami and they're like $7,000. That's an exaggeration, but barely. And I'm like, oh shit. And so then at the last second, my dad, like we're, we're on the phone. He's like, I hear him like clacking away looking at these flights. He had decided he was like, we're flying into Orlando, right? He's like, I'm clacking away on the computer. And then I'm like, nope, I'm like, Cotton Bowl, Cotton Bowl, Colin Audible. I'm like, we're going to Dallas. We're going to Dallas. He's like, all right. I'm like, goes to the American website. He's like clacking away. And I'm like, He's like, what about if we leave? And I'm like, yep. And he's like, what about 8 a.m.? And I'm like, do it. And like, we're just like going back and forth. And it's like, well, it's super is, intense. And, and he's like, he's like putting in all this information. And he's like, that flight sold out. And I'm like, pick it, everyone. And he's like, what about 2.30? I'm like, I don't give a shit. You just were basically the play caller. I know. I, it, it was like, I was like, stop wasting your time asking me what flights to book. Just book them. Just I, book I don't them. care when we take off So or this land. is absolutely sports because it's very competitive. You can absolutely write about it on a sports website. It is it's, pretty entertaining to watch because you were texting me a live play by play and it, you texted in all capitals for about two hours. And to your credit, I just sort of started, I was like in, in normal caps i was like just built a bookshelf and you're like going to dallas and i was like looks pretty good and you were like cool <laughs> yeah and i i mean it, it was really stressful and it's competitive is an understatement because he's booking these flights and he's like this one just went up by 50 dollars, and i'm like i don't give a shit like book it like i'll i don't care how much it costs like i have to go to this game which is like awful it's, like it's just a terrible well but it's like a once in a lifetime trip so i don't go. give a shit i've never been to texas before um i'm excited for you I'm why not- haven't you been to texas wait have you been I have been to Texas. I love it. 
It's a great state. You're gonna have so much fun. I've never been to Dallas though. I'm kind of scared. Why? Last time a prominent Catholic went to Dallas, didn't turn got, out so well for them. He got, he got shot. shot in the head. It's a JFK, a JFK assassination joke. joke. Yep. We are folks. here all week, folks. Uh, some personal news. My personal news this week is that um, there was a fight between Deontay Wilder and someone whose last name is Fury. These, <laughs> these fights happen, and I all of a sudden, every, everyone on the internet seems completely in the know, and they come out of nowhere, and yeah. it's 1 a.m. I'm like, how do all these I people haven't even know heard about this, this fight. fight is going to happen? I've never heard about this fight before. The reason I knew about the fight was because I have a Google alert for the Wilder things, and so a lot for the past few months, I've been getting all these emails about this guy, Deontay Wilder, who's fighting... And I guess he's a heavyweight champion, apparently. I mean, he's a big deal. Yeah, people kept tweeting about Wilder, and I'm like, Charlotte, how many jokes can I make about Char- Charlotte being the Wilder they're talking about before everyone on my timeline's like, shut the fuck up, Well, just. I <laughs> did a lot of them because this was a big night for me. Normally, the jokes I make about my name have to do with Charlotte and with, yeah, you know, either the city of Charlotte, Carolina football, or the Hornets. And, you know, I, I have this bit where I quote, like, Zach tweeted Charlotte, Zach Lowe. Zach? <laughs> Zach Lowe at ESPN tweeted about uh, something, you know, blah, 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 and Charlotte's murky path forward. And I was like, I'm doing the best I can, Zach. And so with Wilder, there was one joke I made that was probably inappropriate. It was like, Wilder's in in trouble here. Not hurt (laughs) trouble, but scoring trouble. And I was like, that's me when I've been seeing someone casually and it ends. Um, Oh, God. It's good shit. Yeah. It's really good I have some personal news. Being a cord cutter fucking sucks and i'm sorry to drop the hard you are F-bomb. swearing a lot now <laughs> i'm sorry to drop <laughs> the, the hard the caffeine has, has kicked hit in. and jess is pissed okay i'm a little scared over hate here. it i hate it so much it's the worst thing in the world so what if we made a app for twitter where because the thing that sucks about being a cord cutter is your screen is on a delay so if you're trying to tweet about it or follow along well, online, so like on sunday night when there's three field goals and three holding penalties in the steelers game and everyone on twitter is freaking out about it happening and I'm like which one are they even talking about what's going on they missed a right. field goal they made a field goal they missed a field I ha- I was genuinely confused so le- yesterday I, and I you was could like, tell me to not go on Twitter during the game no, but no, no. I work in sports media that's not an option I need to have my public Twitter meltdown you can't for the brand not go on Twitter kidding, but, but I was wondering not an option last night yesterday I was like what if we came up with a plug-in for Twitter that syncs your timeline to your cord cutting and like to the delay on your screen, your TV is the delay on your internet. And then you were like, but everyone else is still yeah, on real time. everyone else is still on. This isn't so much a time issue it's, as it is I don't want to change the time-space continuum. <laughs> I mean, um, I think that's the only answer I just want to watch the here. game in live time. And that's not I an mean, option if you only stream things because. You get cable, but that's so I expensive. did have cable. It's It's just like not worth the money like the money that i spent on cable i could spend on like six round trip flights to the bahamas every year because like it's that expensive (laughs) and i would rather do that i would rather do that too yeah so it's not worth it being a millennial is hard you guys everyone talks about how we've killed everything but i think everything is killing us are you gen z no you're not (laughs) yes i am 1990 millennial is i'm on like i'm on like the board yeah I'm on like the border. I was born after, I was born before. No, wait, I don't know when I was born. <laughs> when was I born? I forgot my age the other day. It was kind of scary. Oh, it's because we're all just waiting to die. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to call Deb Happy in a Tuesday. second. Yeah, seriously. Woo. We're going to call Deb in a second. She was, she's in New York right now. She wow. came into the office yesterday. It was really fun. We got to hang out. Um, we had a lovely dinner. And at dinner, she told me that she saw the Mandarin duck, which is this beautiful duck that's been in Central Park. And But she only knew – she had lunch with – she saw the duck, took some pictures, and had lunch with friends. And they were like, well, was it the Mandarin duck? And she was like, I'd forgotten about the Mandarin duck. But, yes, this duck was so beautiful it had to be this Mandarin duck. But she didn't show them a picture. She showed me a picture. It was just a normal duck. It was just a normal <laughs> the duck. The thing about the Mandarin duck is mm-hmm. like, you know when you've seen the Mandarin exactly. duck. There's no mistake. You There's can't no mis- mistake the it's Mandarin duck. It's the hottest duck. duck you've ever seen. It's This duck is stunning. Gorgeous. If you turn this duck into a coat, it would be on display at the Louvre. Yeah. For the rest of all time. It would be the they would they're going to base the next the next Met Gala <laughs> costume institute is gonna be about the Mandarin be. duck. That's a really good theme for like yeah, a, isn't that for good? a party or anything. I'm gonna have a my thirtieth birthday in March is gonna be a Mandarin duck themed birthday party. Oh 
But anyway, um, so my mom, I then showed her a picture of the ducks side by side of the Mandarin duck and the duck that she took a picture of. And she was like, oh, yeah, this is totally it. And oh, I was my like, God. That's a mallard. So let's, she, <laughs> this morning she was going to go um, try to convince people at the park that that was the actual duck. And she was like, you know how there are um, duck tolling retrievers? No. That's a kind of dog. She was okay. like, I'm going to be a duck trolling retriever. Oh, so my. Let's, let's call her and see if she found this duck. Hi. Hey, Char. Hey, how are you? Hey, Jess. Hi. Long time no see talk. I know. I know. I am just so close to you today. It's really wonderful. I know. We can feel your presence in the room. We can. (laughs) Radiating down. Yeah. So did you find the duck? I just told everyone about the duck. Well, I told him you thought you saw the duck and you didn't, and you were going to go try to trick people in Central Park into thinking the duck was there. I was, um, but first I had to write my memoir, which is called I Forgot About the Duck. (laughs) So I didn't get actually, um, you know, I was thinking about this time of year and being in New York, Mm -hmm. and there is a common theme to what happened yesterday. It's miracles. The theme is miracles. Uh, because I had firsthand experience in how a miracle gets going yesterday. Which was? Uh, because the duck. Oh, yeah. In well, Hanukkah. the miracle of the duck, unfortunately, was that I went back, opened my computer, Googled Mandarin duck in Central Park, mm-hmm. and discovered that the duck had moved to New Jersey. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. That's... The duck moved to New Jersey, which is not a miracle no just uh, that's the opposite of a miracle it's kind of a problematic thing if you choose to move to new jersey yeah Yeah. when you when when you've seen central park so uh that was the end of that miracle well that doc really is a new yorker (laughs) yes sells out sells out gets famous and moves to new jersey it wanted a bigger pond I mean, who knows what this duck is going to do? I hope it finds a true love. I hope it makes a new kind of duck that hatches in the spring, but you never know. So we are um, moving right along. No, ducks are birds. Do they lay eggs? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So tell us the story of Hanukkah because it's tonight will be the third night. And um, Hanukkah is about miracles, too. It's mm -hmm. also kind of about sports. It's about the good guys and the bad guys. And like many stories that come from the Bible, Mm -hmm. it has winners and losers. Mm -hmm. And what happened was the bad guys who were... Who are kind of friends of the Greeks, of the The Hellenistic Greeks. The bad guys are the patriots. Mm. We cannot get into that. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Because the Maccabees were the patriots. Mm. The bad guys invaded Jerusalem, desecrated the temple. Nobody could use it. They did horrible things to it. Mm -hmm. So you could not have all the Jewish rights for a long time. Because you needed to... Finally... You needed to be able to light... The menorah. Well, you needed you need, needed to be able to have services there and say prayers, mm-hmm. and it was just it was disgusting. They were they were trying to worship Zeus and not God, and Zeus was one of many, and God is is only one. Right. So it was it was it was a very tough situation. And then these five guys, these five sons of a priest, it was like a basketball team. <laughs> whose leader was Judah Maccabee. Uh huh managed to chase Antiochus's, who was the Syrian, the sort of Greco-Syrian king, they managed to chase him out of Judea and get the temple back. And they cleaned up the temple, and Judah Maccabee was a phenomenal warrior. But when they got ready to start using the temple again, they discovered that there was only enough purified oil, holy oil, to last for one day, and the whole point of in the of the temple is that there is an eternal light mm-hmm. that you never always, goes out. You have to be able to keep that flame going it all the time. It has to go all the time. So they said, well, we've got one day, we'll see what happens. And the oil lasted for eight days until they could purify another batch to keep it going. Which is why and, you light the candles for eight days. 
in December. Exactly. In December. And it's, it's called the Festival of Lights. And it's about a miracle. And it's also about a happy ending, about the good guys winning. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was really struck with, with this connection. I think, though, one of, you know, religion in a lot of ways is what happens at the end, is how things work out. You know, what happens at the end of time, at the end of days. And God is basically on whoever's side is the religious person. Mm. But one thing in sports that <laughs> yes. you don't have in religion, in religion you have miracles, because right. miracles are wonderful, and now I know that miracles start because you want them to happen. Mm. You really want that duck to be the magnificent Mandarin duck. You really do. And, and sometimes you, didn't have you can Google it still would be <laughs> The internet ruins miracles. But there are miracles in sports. There are. This is what this is what ties it all together. Ah, uh, you I, know. I see. Yes. And the, and I mean, the thing about miracles I, in sports though, which I guess is kind of the same in religion, but the thing about miracles in sports is that it's a miracle for one group of people and an absolute travesty <laughs> for another. Absolutely. You know, it like the, the miracle in Minneapolis last year was a miracle for Vikings fans and a nightmare for Saints pan- fans. Mm-hmm. True. So, the mir- What was the miracle in Minneapolis? This guy Minnesota. in the Vikings made a really good catch. Yeah. Oh, oh it was playoffs. like the Harvard-Yale game of 1968, 29-29. <laughs> it was a miracle Harvard won. <laughs> there you go. Beautiful. <laughs> All right. Well, always a pleasure. You were the oh, best. Happy Hanukkah. Learned so much. Happy yeah. Hanukkah about ducks and, and happy. Life. <laughs> Say, sorry, Jeff. I said I just I learned so much about ducks and life. <laughs> <laughs> Quack. <laughs> well, I love you both. Oh, and, we uh, love you. Love Drive you safe to back you. to Boston. Thank you. Okay. Talk to you very soon. Okay. Bye. 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 <laughs> Quack. 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 Oh, hell yeah. Love the Bursonic Toothbrush. Uh, we told you this stat before, but it never gets old. The average person. The first toothbrush was a twig. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's my favorite ad stat ever. The first toothbrush was a twig, but we've come a long way now, and you can get the Bursonic Toothbrush with charcoal brushes, three brushing models, and sonic vibrations. Whoa. Whoa. Good vibes. The average person only brushes their teeth for 45 to 70 seconds, but the recommended brushing time is two minutes, which, if I'm doing the math right, is 120 seconds. So you guys are all falling short. <laughs> I feel like I'm really self-conscious about how long I brush my teeth since doing this ad Me read. too. Jess, me too. I always, I'm like, has this been two minutes? And then I, and then sometimes I'm like, I've been brushing my teeth for like six minutes. And I'm like, this reminds me of Amy Santiago in Brooklyn Nine-Nine when she's like, I knew overbrushing was a problem. And, and like I'm, brushes the enamel off. Yeah, or, and yeah. I'm like, am I doing that? I don't know. I'm scared. And see, thanks to the Burks Sonic toothbrush, that doesn't happen to us anymore because there's a built-in two-minute timer yep. that just tells you when to stop. So honestly, switching from like a regular stupid toothbrush to like a... What are the electric, electronic? A fancy toothbrush. A fancy toothbrush. It's like you, you feel a difference. Your, it's mouth, also, you, your mouth feels better. Yeah, your mouth feels better and you feel like an adult. Well, that too. Especially because this is the most powerful motor on the market and with like, 33,000 RPMs. Yeah. You could like it's run like a, a car on this toothbrush. Yeah. Um, that's a lie. That's not in the ad read. So don't hold us to that. Um, <laughs> go to burrsoralcare.com to get your Burr Sonic toothbrush today. And with the Burr subscription program, you get a new replacement head every three months for just $6 each. Wild. Yeah. Uh, and if you use our code at checkout, MVP, you will also get 10% off your order. So that's BurstOralCare.com with the code MVP for 10% off. You should get this for your friends and family members who don't brush their teeth. And this is a great way to be like, listen, your oral hygiene is abysmal. Could be better. Here's a nice toothbrush. But you can do it in a way it's the holidays. No one will suspect anything. Right. They'll be like, oh, thank you for this nice toothbrush. So uh, don't miss out on the special offer. Go to BurstOralCare.com and enter the code MVP. Uh, okay. <laughs> Is it canceled? Yeah. This week, 
Oh, we have a really good is it canceled, but first we have a quick update. Yeah. Which was, remember a few weeks ago when we canceled, when it came out that Pat Mahomes puts ketchup on a steak and we canceled the debate about whether Pat Mahomes puts ketchup on a steak? Yeah. Well, last week, um, someone tweeted that Hunt's Ketchup had sponsored Patrick Mahomes, and then a few hours later, they're like, Fake news, baby. Psych. Yeah. But so Heinz is still the front runner for the ketchup sponsorship, which is a a huge slap in the face to anyone from Pittsburgh. I totally agree. They're, Heinz Field heard of it. They're being really thirsty. Like they're they're tweeting like they so Heinz fifty seven said that if Pat Mahomes throws fifty seven touchdowns, they'll sponsor him because he likes ketchup. And they're tweeting at him like graphics of like this week they were like forty down seventeen to go and it was like all the like forty like full ketchup bottles and seventeen empty ketchup bottles. And I just think that's. It, it, if just, I'm Patrick uh, Mahomes, that would make me never sign with Like, them. you're going to get sponsored by a ketchup in Pittsburgh? That makes no sense. I also don't want to be sponsored by ketchup. Or, yeah, he said he liked Whataburger ketchup the most. And I wouldn't even want to be sponsored by the one I like the most. I, who wants to be sponsored? Who wants ketchup for life? You don't need a ketchup sponsorship. No. You're, if, you're fine with that one. You know, a Patagonia comes to me and be like, sure. <laughs> I just, oh, God, I'm so New England. It's painful. And you uh, love brands. Yeah, I love brands. Oh, God. Okay, this week. But that ke- Hunt's ketchup is, uh, it's still canceled. Hunt's just, it's still canceled. Well, you know what's funny is when we can't, when we originally canceled this, we just canceled the debate, but not ketchup. I think ketchup's canceled now. No, H- Hunt's ketchup is canceled. I'll still eat a nice, cool Heinz with a nice crinkle Portillo's fry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Same. Okay, sorry, just Hunt's Ketchup. Yeah. Um, but this week, the thing that we are actually canceling is the song Baby It's Cold Outside. Yeah, I think every year this becomes a debate mm-hmm. whether or not the song is problematic. And the general argument for the song is like, oh, it was written a long time ago. Like, don't read that much into it. The lyrics meant something different back then. And like, okay, that's one way to look at it. Another way to look at it is like, Th- things change, language changes, right. and things that were cool like 50 years ago don't necessarily have to still be cool in 2018. And this song's like one of them. It's I, like, eh, the song's kind of weird. If you look at the lyrics of this song, it's uh, the neighbors might think, and then the guy says, baby, it's bad out there. And the woman says, so what's it say? What's in this drink? And uh, the guy says, no cabs to be had out there. And it's very creepy. That's pretty. This song's always. I can't read that without being like, oh, he's roofing her and kidnapping her and locking her in a house. <laughs> this song has always creeped me out since I was a little girl because the guy is just so fucking pushy. He's like, he's so pushy. It, like, take no for an answer. She wants to leave. Maybe, yep. she, like, I get, maybe she's being flirty and she's like, oh, I don't know. Like, man, like. But in 2018, no, that I'm doesn't play. Hard to, I'm playing hard to get. But it, exactly. It's like, if the song, if we redid the should song do, in 2018. Should we redo the song correctly? Yeah. Okay. Ready? <clears throat> I really can't stay. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, I'll text you. Have a safe ride home if you want to like hang out you know just let me know okay um yeah no thanks i think i'll probably get an uber because it's you know it is cold outside yeah um yeah no of course i'll just text you when i get home yeah sounds this good. has been nice yeah it's great to see you thanks for respecting my autonomy as a woman yeah of course anytime <laughs> there we fixed it. that's the song that's the song that's it's all that's one a- line a little bit of dialogue and then it's over and we can all <laughs> go back to listening to all i want for christmas yeah uh or Santa Tell Me by Ariana Grande. There's a lot of good Christmas songs. And Baby It's Cold Outside doesn't have to be one of them. Yeah. We can, it, it doesn't have to be one of them. You know, 50 years, it had a really good run. Maybe even 60 or 70 at this point. This is an old song. I don't know when And this I song think we could out. just retire it. Maybe it'll be, we're not canceling it. You know what? But maybe we're retiring it. This song can go hang out with Urban Meyer in retirement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. <clears throat> So the last time that we saw Gritty, in True Gritty, um, he had just run away from Monster School with the fanatic, and they jumped into a dumpster. And there was an ominous voice that boomed out of the darkness um, and said, what was the last thing? Uh, Gritty said, I think we're safe. And the voice said, oh, do you? I wouldn't be so sure. And then we ended on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. So this week, we pick up back in the dumpster. <clears throat> Gritty jumped and tried to look through the sea of black past trash bags, but he couldn't see a thing with the lid shut. He recoiled closer to the fanatic and felt the fur around his little squeaky hands get wet with cold sweat. Who's... who's there? He whispered. Christ. There was silence for a moment. 
Gritty heard rustling, then the lid of the dumpster popped open and he saw, through a sliver of light, a very pale man with a terrible haircut, short strawberry blonde bangs and a bowl cut. I'm Mark Davis, said the man. I'm hiding here from a bunch of Oakland Raiders fans who saw me getting gas and had literal pitchforks in their trunks. I guess I'm not the most popular guy in California right now. Why? Critty said. He'd never been a big football fan and he was still a little freaked out, but he was curious as to why the owner of an NFL team with no eyebrows was taking him, talking to him in a dumpster. <laughs> well, I'm moving the team to Las Vegas. It's a brilliant move and we're going to make a lot of money because of it. Hell, we're getting the stadium funded entirely by the city. I really made that happen. And my father said I never amount to nothing. <laughs> Mark started laughing maniacally. Gritty and Fanny shrunk further back against the trash can. It was smelly and hot, but Gritty shivered. Something was off about this guy. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> Mark checked to see if the car full of Raiders fans was gone. When he saw they were, he hopped out of the dumpster and asked who the furry monsters were hiding from. Gritty and Fanny asked him to see if there was still a school bus there, and when Mark told them there wasn't, they hopped out too. Where are you guys headed? Mark asked as he walked toward his Ford Mustang. Gritty thought NFL owners had nicer cars, but then again, nothing about Mark made much sense. We, we don't really know, Gritty said. We haven't thought it out, Fanny added. Well, I'm headed to Vegas. Want a ride? The monsters looked at each other. It seemed dicey, but then again, they didn't have any other options. Sure, Gritty said. And they climbed into the back seat. Mark burned out his tires as they pulled back onto the highway. Gritty buckled up. The rest of his life was about to begin. Whew. Mark Davis. This Cinderella story out of nowhere. I, I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I just want the world to know that we really workshopped who it was going to be yeah. in the dumpster. I'm going to be honest. We had a lot of options. Oh, we did. And when we recorded last week, I hadn't figured out who was in the dumpster. <laughs> <Charlotte>. the- <laughs> when I said Charlotte, who's in the dumpster, she mouthed, I have no idea to me. <laughs> And I was like, okay. Yeah, we had a week to uh, figure that cliffhanger out. Um, But we do know what's going to happen next, so you guys should tune in. It gets really exciting from here on out. Mm -hmm. Um, Ask out Char? Yeah. Let's call. call. I'm going to run to the bathroom. Okay, fine. I can't believe I have to deal with this shit again. Mm. It's your cross to bear. Hello? Hi, Aunt Char. Happy Hanukkah. Oh, thanks. I'm actually not Jewish. Uh, yeah, I can Char- still say Happy Hanukkah. That's true. Yeah, Charlotte is, though. Yeah, no, I know. We're related. You should come over for uh, to light the candles tonight. What are you doing I would tonight? love to. Yeah, you want to come over? Uh, we'll have a party. Wait, to your place or to Charlotte's place? To my place. Oh, actually, I'm busy tonight. I have um a lot of work to do. Jessica. I'm, I- yeah. I feel like you might be dodging me, but no, of mm. I'm talking to you right now. What are you talking oh, about? Yeah, okay, okay. I have I have one question for you today. Yeah, what's up? So this report came out yesterday that mm-hmm. all of the um, uh, Golden State Warriors almost had a meningitis breakout. Are they, what are they? A hockey team? Uh, it's a basketball team. Oh, actually, okay. they're in California. Oh, okay. all right. At Golden State, it's mm. like the Bay Area. Heard of it? Uh huh. Um, they won a few championships. Steph Curry, I don't know, Kevin Durant. Yep, still not bringing any belts. That's fine. Anyways, so the story came out that they almost had a team-wide meningitis breakout oh my on their God. way to the championship. You're kidding me. No. When was this? Last spring. <gasps> oh, my God. You know, I once had meningitis. Well, okay. Yeah, it started with pneumonia. I didn't even know meningitis could start with pneumonia. You know, I was in, um, I was down the Cape with Ted Kennedy. This is when we were still together. And um, he drove me right off a bridge. We just drove <laughs> right off a bridge into the river. I got out. I just developed this awful cough. And I was like, Teddy, would he, like, I don't know what's happening. He was like, well, you can't tell anyone that, you know, you fell in the river because that would be a very bad look for me. And um, so for two weeks, I just had this cough. And then I went to the doctor and he was like, you have meningitis. Uh, there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot going on in that story on Char. They didn't even have antibiotics back then. Uh, so how did you get over it? Well, it turns out they did have antibiotics back then because it wasn't the 1900s. It was, you know, the 60s. So I lied. Um, so I, I, well, the question I was going to ask was, what do you do when you get sick? It sounds like you just go to the doctor and take antibiotics. Normally you go to the doctor if you're, if you're with a guy who is not very responsible, um, you know, he might say, oh, you don't have to go to the, you always go to the doctor. I've heard, I've heard very good things about the CVS Minute Clinic. Oh, um, that doesn't seem like your style. No, it's not. Not for me, but you know. For other people. For people who might not have my resources. Have you gotten a flu shot? 
I don't believe in vaccinations. <laughs> you know, that doesn't Jenny surprise... Jenny McCarthy is close personal friend. <laughs> that doesn't really surprise me. Uh, Aunt Char, before you spew more conspiracy theories at me today, I'm going to have to hang up on you. So it's been great. Happy All Hanukkah. Right, always a pleasure. Happy Hanukkah. Bye, Jessica. Bye, Aunt Char. Um, hey, Jess. Yeah. Did you hear about that huge cow from Australia? Uh, but really that fucking cow that was awesome that was the biggest cow he needs some milk you know what i love reminds me of that vine oh yeah yeah yeah. sorry go ahead i love how anytime so there was this huge cow and there a picture this isn't even a story it was just austria there was a big cow in australia and there were a bunch of little cows in front of it and i tweeted about the cow and someone photoshopped my head onto the big cow and gritty's face onto the tiny little cows and I was like, I've created a literal monster. Yeah, and I love it. Me too. It's and amazing. I'm here for it. And I'm really grateful to everyone who takes the time to make photoshops. All right, Jess, you get 30 seconds yeah. for a Notre rant. Hit it. Notre Dame doesn't need to join a conference because if they win all their games, they're going to make the playoff anyways. And any argument that a conference winner who has a, a loss should have gone into the playoff over Notre Dame and that Notre Dame somehow has an advantage by not playing a conference final game is pr- quite frankly stupid. If we had a, t- a 13-0 conference champion fighting for a 12-0 non-conference Notre Dame champion, it's a different story. But this year, there were no teams that fit that criteria. So, quite frankly, I find that argument pretty worthless, and people just want to hate on Notre Dame because they're not in a conference. And Notre Dame should never join a conference because being independent is part of their brand, and they're not making more money by not being in a conference. Uh, but they would lose out on a lot of donations from donors who okay. think that the independence thing is, like, a, a worthy cause okay. and part of the cultural identity of the school. You talk... Fa- that is... You could be... You could do slam poetry. Oh. <laughs> no, that was, sorry, that was really impressive. What I'm trying to say is that's really impressive. Do they snap? I don't know. Poetry? Isn't that a thing? A tr- a Probably. I Probably. No uh, well, folks, that's the show, but we have some really exciting news, which is that next week we will be recording on Monday night live. Well, it won't be live, <laughs> but we'll be recording on Monday night in Los Angeles. Yeah, I'm going to California for the first time in hey! my life. I've never been. You're going to California and then you're going to Texas, all these barriers. I know. I'm going to so many states. I had never been to LA before six months ago. And somehow in the past, in that time since, this will be my third trip to L.A. Wow. I know. That's impressive. Jet Setter over here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're really excited. It's Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year Awards. Yes. Charlotte's hosting the red carpet with mm-hmm. Camille Kostick, and I'm producing it or something. Yeah. yeah. And it's going to be... it's going to be really fun. I'm really psyched. So, so you should follow us on social media and tune in next week for our uh, first first take first take. our first take i'm i'm shannon your skip um our first takes on uh la because i've i've never been there before i have no idea what to expect yeah it's gonna be fun and also be sure to watch the sports person of the year it's on nbc next thursday and the live show that we're doing will be streaming on a bunch of social media and on si.com so we'll plug that when we get out there but yeah. should be it's real fun going to be also uh be sure to follow us uh at most v podcast on twitter and most viable podcast on instagram because you can't see it but we have recorded this episode wearing quarter zips a la chris collinsworth and al michaels on sunday night football yep. and you can see two visual evidence two dads two dads just making a podcast hell yeah <laughs> all right uh thanks for listening as always you our MVP, MVP, sorry, our MVP, VPs. <laughs> it's so hard to say. Um, listen to this on Apple Podcasts, radio.com, or wherever you get your shows.